When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. All of that and more. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance Live, as always, from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. The assembled members of the hashtag crew have indeed assembled around us. Hembo's here. Bubba's here. Nuno's here. And my NFL insider extraordinaire, Dan Graziano, is here. And I tweeted something the other day, and I think all sports fans can sort of relate to this. Well, those who root for teams that don't win all the time. Right. I, I don't know what it would be like to root for a team that wins all the time. It must be delightful. Me neither. Yeah. Um, but I tweeted, I hate how confident I am that the Jets are <laughs> going to beat New England this week because in my case, in my experience has always been that the Jets always, they're much better when you expect nothing from them than they are when you expect a lot from them. And Hembo was trying to tell me in the office this morning, and this is where I wanted to lead us, that I'm sleeping on the Patriots. I, I'm, I'm sitting here talking about how good I think the Patriots aren't and Hembo is now going to tell us he thinks I'm wrong. Yeah, so right now the Patriots have a winning record with the 31st-ranked quarterback play in the league. Mm-hmm. They own a QBR as a team of 33. Only Carolina is worse. On a okay. per-play basis, we have them as having the number one defense in the NFL. They can hunt the quarterback. Dallas is the only team to sack the quarterback more frequently. So the defense is great, and I just refuse to believe that this version of Mac Jones is the best that they can do. So I refuse to believe You're it. saying you think that Jones is going to play better or are you saying they need to get a new quarterback? I, I can't decide which of those you're saying. I'm saying I think they can get average quarterback play for Mac Jones the rest of the way, c- complemented with a really, really good defense. They're going to win 10 games. So, so Hembo was saying that Jones up. is going to revert to the mean. He's better than he's, he's played than so he's far. Played, right? and, and he's, he's been, been hurt, hurt, obviously. Yeah. So let me ask you this question then, Graziano. If I told you, is this your game Sunday, by the way? No. Who do you have this week? I have the Eagles and the fight in Jeff Saturdays. Mm. Oh, you got Jeff's game. Yes. Calls. Okay, nice. All right, so we'll talk about that too. Um, but, b- but if you had... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You okay? that's, good, that's good radio. You want some water? It, it, no, no, he's fine. Good. Just, uh, he's fine. I'm good. telling you, he's You might fine. die. If I tell you right now that one of the two teams playing at Gillette Stadium this Sunday and only one of the two is going to make the playoffs and you have to bet an amount of money that matters to you right this oh, oh. minute on which one it is, which one would you take? See, I was going to say Jets until you added the money. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> that tells you something, right? What that tells you is, like, you just can't believe it till you see it, right? That's because I mean. it's Belichick, and it's a Belichick against the Jets. I think the Jets are the better team. I really do. Uh, Hembo disagrees. He's got the stats. Um, defensively, I, I think, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to figure something out um, with their own offense against the Patriots' defense to protect the quarterback because when he's under pressure, as we saw against the Patriots last time, it can be a disaster. Now, does that mean run, 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 which they would love to be able to do? Sure, but that hasn't always been easy on the Patriots either. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I would take the Jets because they're ahead of them right now, and I think they're the better team. But I, I, your apprehension makes complete sense to me is what I'm saying. And it will not go anywhere. In fact, it will yeah. only intensify, grow, and get much worse by the time they kick off on Sunday. So Quickly, got. Do you guys know the last quarterback to beat the Patriots? The last, the last, last Jet quarterback. Yeah, excuse me, oh, last oh, quarterback. oh, oh, oh. Uh, I think they've lost 13 straight games. It, it wasn't Darnold, so it's going to go back before Ryan that. Fitzpatrick. It's Fitzpatrick yeah. in 2015. Yeah. You know the last Jets quarterback to beat them there? 
At, at Gillette? Mm-hmm. Is it Chad? No, more recently than Chad. Mm. Brett Favre? Sanchez? Sanchez in the playoffs. The last regular season quarterback was Brett Favre. Yeah, that Hold was on. on a Thursday night. I remember that game. All right, so let, let's, let's go through. I, I, I was, we just got to stop for a second. The Brett Favre Jets pull is, is, one, is an all-time. <laughs> well done. That all is right, good. Yeah, thanks. I remember that so game. I got shaken up by the Emmett Smith thing. I, I, I thought I had <laughs> a that. bad miss. Can I tell you a funny story about that game? Yeah. So the Jets are playing the Patriots on a Thursday night. So I stay up here. Uh, excuse me. I'm not here anymore. I stayed in Bristol that okay. night because I was going to stay up late and watch the game. And then I'm coming in to do Mike and Mike the following morning. I'd be there 5 a.m. So I stay up there. So I, I, take, I eliminate the hour drive that I otherwise have in the morning from where I live. I live you know, right near where you live now. Right. So the, the point of the story is I'm watching, I watch the first half in my office at ESPN. I go back to the hotel and I'm going to watch the second half from the hotel. It is not until I arrive at the hotel that I find to my horror that whatever channel the game was on, they don't have at this hotel. I don't think it was on NFL Network then. It might have been. Were Thursday nights on TNT then or something? I don't know. The game was on some channel that it was not on. So I call up. I don't know what I'm going to do. And this is, you know, at a time before, uh, this was like 2009. At a time before, like, smartphones, you could even follow a game that closely on a phone. This Mm -hmm. was Favre's. This was was either 2008. I think it was 2008. Mm -hmm. So the game is not on a TV that I can watch in this hotel. I call the New York radio station, ESPN Radio New York, because they, they broadcast the games. I can't hear the radio station up there. I'm in Bristol, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I call the radio station. Whoever answers the phone, I say, it's Greeny. Just put me on hold. And I literally sat there on hold and listened. I put the hotel phone. I'm not on a smartphone. I'm mm-hmm. on a freaking hotel <laughs> phone. Right. Dial 9. I'm li- and I put that on speaker, and I listened to the second half of that game on a radio call through my phone in a hotel room. Why didn't you just go back to campus? Because I was like, un- I, you know, like uh, undressed. I'm sitting in the bed. I'm going to put it on. I <laughs> raced back during half. The hotel's like five minutes away. Uh, it was close, Double but it, wa- it wasn't that close. It was so anyway. That's that's my <laughs> recollection. If that's why I will never forget that game as long as I live. Anyway, that's not a great story, but it is what it is. <laughs> Greeny and Graziano. Go I'm going to tell you something you don't know about Dan Graziano. Uh oh. Dan Graziano hates. Two things that I loved. One of them is talking on the air slash complaining about on the air about officiating. Oh, yeah. He hates that. Hate it. And two, he hates instant replay. Oh, yeah. I love instant replay. Why? I, I have been arguing this on the air forever. Mike and I did a book 12 years ago. The yeah. opening chapter is about my love, our love for instant replay. And mm-hmm. here's what I will say. Mm. The absence of instant replay is the decision that I'm going to give you two options. A mistake has been made. Mm-hmm. We can A, correct it, mm-hmm. or B, not. Why would you be in favor of not? Because you can't correct them all, and you're inevitably going to lead to dissatisfaction with the stuff that can't be reviewed or isn't reviewed or isn't reviewed to your satisfaction. And frankly, it's bad TV. Like, like, it's, not, like it's not interesting to watch a replay review, right? We're, gonna, we're talking in the break about the World Cup pool that he's in, and, and that's going to be like that. Their VAR stuff is brutal, mm-hmm. right? There's a yeah. goal, and you're sitting there. Like it, it's just it, it detracts from the reason I watch the game, and I just, I, I just feel like we're – and look, there's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube. I mean, it's never going away. I mm-hmm. understand that. But, I mean, just the idea that as a fan that like, that like you're, you're – what you need is, is every call to be correct. I, I just don't think it's feasible. I don't think it's realistic, and I don't think it should govern our decisions about how we present our games and watch our games. But I don't – so here's what I will say. I understand what your point – that 
we have allowed it to go well beyond what it should initially have been intended to be. Well, that's inevitable. And it is now taken over, perhaps. Yeah. But the calls should be to, made exclusively to overturn obviously missed calls. And I can give you the standard. I've always said the one look rule. Yeah. If I look, if I need to look at it a second time, the call stands. And here's how you govern that. You give coaches one challenge, but they don't lose it until they get one wrong. Mm. So they will be, I don't want you, I don't want you challenging a spot on the 37 yard line on the first drive of a game. (laughs) I want you challenging the Gabe Davis catch on the sideline that could have overturned the result of the best game of the NFL season. I want you to be able to do something. I know this is not reviewable, but I am building up to this part as well. I want you to be able to overturn a call that changed who won the Super Bowl. What, however many years ago it was between New Orleans and the Rams, mm. the Saints absolutely should have been in the Super Bowl. One of the great, terrible calls of all time kept them out of it, and that could have been overturned. And I would say to Hembo, last night's game, I think it was Marcus who said this, and you actually chimed in uh, on, on this side. The Dallas Goddard play where he is yanked down by his face mask, and they're reviewing it anyway because all turnovers are reviewable why couldn't you notice oh actually we missed a blatant face mask let's call that and get on with our day it wouldn't even take any additional time these are just common sense things to me in a world in which we are stuck with replay review i would then be in favor (laughs) yes of reviewing calls that are related to player safety like a face mask call right right like that's that should be and again like you said they're already reviewing it look you're 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 right that it should only be used for clear and obvious mistakes. And when it went in in every sport, remember when it went in in baseball, it was for like fair and foul on on home runs yeah. because there's no umpire baseball standing out there. Baseball replay is so bad; it's awful. Oh, right. And it's, it wasn't meant for like, oh, did you know? Did he come off the base by half a centimeter? Oh right. And then like you have to keep the tag on him. That is no fun to watch. And I I just I don't know. I like to me it's. We could we could do a week on this. See, like, here's, I well, here's what. I, so I have done. I need fifteen it, it go, years it needs on to it. go away. Here's what I'll tell you. Yeah, I had this conversation with Joe Torre. Yeah, a very long time ago, mm-hmm. when he was against adding instant replay to baseball. He was. He's an old. And here's guy. the argument, and it made sense to me. Over the course of a baseball season, so many calls get made, mm-hmm. 162 games, that ultimately they will even out that you're going to get some in your favor, you're going to get some that go the other way, and at the end of the year, there's enough sample there that you can count on it ultimately kind of coming out in the wash. Yes. A football season is so short. Mm. Every play, by definition then, is so important that you can't count on that. If you have one call that costs you a game... You cannot count on the fact that you're subsequently going to get one that wins you a game. But if you have one call that costs you a game, it's such an oversimplification. There might have been a call in the second quarter that completely changed the game, but it doesn't doesn't stand out because it didn't happen in the crucial final two minutes. I mean, like to me, it's like it, I, I see officiating, as long as it's done by human beings, as a game condition. It's like weather. Right. I like unless you can tell me that the officials are crooked. Right. And that they're and that they're favoring one team over. Then then blow the whole thing up. But if not, if it's just human error and mistakes, to me, it's like outplay it. You know what I don't like? I don't like human error. I think right. human error is a greatly. Right. I, this, but here, that's no, the no, opening no, chapter of my, the book. This is my trump card, right? Yeah. Because if you get rid of the human officials because you don't like human error, 
What's next? No. Don't you don't wanna... like that the wide receiver dropped the pass. No, I don't want to. You're get... going toward <laughs> robot players. No. And that is where it, no, because no one's ever satisfied. There's always, it's always got to be perfect. Here's the fact of the matter is fans don't want to get rid of bad calls because fans would rather complain about bad calls than about their team. Well, now that's the first thing you've said that I agree with. I most certainly would rather do that because <laughs> I think it's fun. All right. One last thing. I, 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 I got to go. I'm so up against the clock here. Uh, is Tannenbaum soft for sitting in this? His, he's going to visit his daughter at Tannenbaum college. Tannenbaum is 100% percent right he's right he's absolutely right you have a kid in college too yep you, you're going to Tandemham's going to visit his daughter at Michigan this right. weekend he's going to take her to breakfast and dinner but mm-hmm. for the game because it's going to be cold he's going to mm-hmm. sit inside while she's sitting outside mm-hmm. is that soft he has already purchased two meals right that right. she couldn't afford right right so he's he's done that no, choice number one is see if you can get her in the press box with you Choice number two is... But she may not want to. She wants to sit at, outside. And that's her decision. With the fans. I think it makes him soft. All right. Graziano, you're the best. Be. We will know. see you all over TV the, the rest right. of the day. And then back here on Thursday. As we continue next, an NFL owner says something that largely means something else. And you'll hear what it is next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, Granny with you here on ESPN Radio. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. The assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around us here today. You know what I can't help but notice? And, and you know, this is just the way the world is now. I totally understand that. And I have, I have steadfastly allow myself or deny uh, myself to become an old person, which is to say all the, tech, the stuff that happens in technology every now and again just boggles my mind. But I know that if I say out loud what I'm thinking, you're all going to make fun of me, you in particular, Hambo, because mm-hmm. you're young. You may be a doofus, but mm-hmm. you understand technology because you were born with it. Because I remember my password. But, but here's – no, it's not that. So I'm watching in the break. We're just sitting here. I have nothing else to do. I, we're all ready for the segment. I know exactly what I want to do with the rest of the show. And so I'm just killing some time. And I go to the reels on Instagram, and they manage – to know exactly what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to me. It just goes one by one by one. Now, Reels is just basically TikTok two weeks later, right? Yep. Like everything that was on TikTok two weeks ago, mm-hmm. now your parents get to see it on Reels. That's how this has been explained to me by my kids who are on TikTok. <laughs> They're like, Dad, you're, everything that you're seeing on, TikTok, on Reels, we watched two weeks ago on TikTok. Okay, that was a great moment. Because now I know what TikTok is. <laughs> so, so that was good. But now I'm sitting here, and my son had already told me. Stevie had told me, Dad, the algorithm is such that like, my TikTok feed is the most entertaining thing in my life. I will just sit, and it just shows me things I'm going to like for as long as I want to sit there and do it. And I just decided I'm going to try that, again, on Reels, because I'm not on TikTok. And it's right and it's so disparate. Like, it's like nine different things that have nothing to do with each other. And I'm interested in all of them. I literally, when I heard the music coming on to say we have to come out of the break, I was a little disappointed because I'm kind of watching a video and I was enjoying it. What was it. the most enjoyable thing you watched? Well, I mean, A, I'm watching. Uh, this, is the, this is how the things don't go together at all. Hmm. One of them is Bruce Springsteen on the Howard Stern show talking about how he writes a song, which is fascinating to me i'm not the biggest bruce springsteen fan in the world but i like him so that's interesting to me one of them is the guy who played chandler on friends talking about how he had a crush on jennifer aniston the entire time they were together one of them is jay farrow doing an impression on the steve harvey talk show doing impressions of kevin hart eddie murphy and chris rock let me stop right there what three things could be more different than those three things? Is there another human being on the planet who would be incredibly interested in all three of those? I ask you, probably not. 
But I am. I'm that person. And somehow my phone knows it. But you're the only one that has that algorithm, just like you're the only one that has your own fingerprint. I it's don't understand how that works. I really don't. It is. It, it, it just. It, Bubba, do you. It, it blows my mind. How do they do it? How do they know? I don't get it. And, and a lot of people are afraid of that. They don't like this. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, I hear a lot, you know, I, I hang around mostly with people my own age. I come into work and I hang out with all these much younger people. But people my age don't like, the, oh, the phone knows too much about me. It knows where I am. It knows what, I don't know. I, that, don't, I, that doesn't worry me so much. I'm never doing anything that's that interesting. Like no one, I've always said, you can follow me anywhere you want. Unless you want to watch a person like play a lot of very mediocre golf, you're not going to see much. So it does not bother me, and I'm, I'm consumed, Bubba, with the phone's ability to know exactly what I'm interested in. It knows me better than I know me. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's all about the old algorithm, as they all say. And, yeah, I mean, they but know— what even is an algorithm? Yeah, like, that's a, a word we algorithm. say as though we know what it means, right? Algorithm. What yep. even is it? If I said to you, Hembo, you who know more about numbers than anyone— how would you define an algorithm? It's just a complicated way that tells your phone exactly what you want. No, based I know upon that, your but what does search. that mean? I knew that. I could all, have told you that. It aggregates all of your previous search history, all of your likes and favorites and bookmarks and all those kinds of things, and it spits out exactly what you see, which you love. That's incredible Isn't to it? me. But how do they do that? Like, how do they figure out how to do that? That's incredible to me. They, they use an algorithm. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. But someone first had the idea... To do an algorithm, and mm. and whoever that person was, <laughs> a tip of the cap, yeah, John algorithm, I a, believe. A tip, that's right, of of the uh, Newport algorithms, and and I and I, I, a tip of the cap to whomever that was, he or she or whomever did that, because that is just incredible to me. Okay, so uh, long before I started watching all these videos, I tease that every now and again an owner says something, an NFL owner says something, when in reality that owner means something entirely different, and so when Mark Davis. The owner of the now Las Vegas Raiders, when asked about his struggling team and struggling coach, Josh McDaniels, when his response is, well, Rome wasn't built in a day, that might be the worst response. That means the exact opposite of what you think it means, right? Rome wasn't built in a day is an expression that we hear used a lot and I, I frequently incorrectly that's the dictionary definition of using that term incorrectly. Losing six one-score games with the ball in your hands in the fourth quarter is not in any way Rome wasn't built in a day. Lots of things weren't built in a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like somehow we've just settled on Rome. But no algorithm was ever constructed in a day. It takes a very long time. And long before... The algorithm is complete on Josh McDaniels. Every single person on that team besides Mark Davis is going to be gone. What he should have said was Josh McDaniels destroyed Rome in one day (laughs) because that team made the playoffs last year with Rich Basaccia, who all the players loved with the best culture in the NFL, and now their quarterback is literally crying they're so bad. That's exactly right. See, I want you to think about that. Last year, the Raiders went through the most... A tumultuous thing you could ever imagine happening. Their coach was forced to resign. The guy who basically was the face of the organization in every way was forced to resign under the worst possible circumstances. I mean, racially insensitive emails and all the stuff that, that, that you would think could absolutely splinter all the people that are left behind. 
and they turn it over to this guy, Rich Passaccia, who the only thing I know about him is that everyone loves him. I've never met Rich in my life, but I know that everybody loves him. And he winds up holding it together, and under the leadership of Derek Carr, they wind up making an improbable run to the playoffs, and they could easily have won that game against Cincinnati, by the way. And what does Mark Davis do? He gets rid of Basaccia immediately, and he goes in and brings in Bill Belichick's assistant. What part of this have we not yet figured out doesn't work? I'm going to take my culture, which is awesome, and I'm going to just cut it off at the knees, and I'm going to bring in someone who doesn't believe in culture. I'm going to bring in someone who believes that there's only one way to do things, and that's the right way. And we stifle personality. We stifle creativity. We stifle everything that culture stands for, and we just do your job. And so to Hembo's point, you're exactly right. The quarterback who we lauded for his leadership a year ago is now standing at the podium literally crying, not figuratively, but literally crying because the culture of the team is so broken. And the owner, who inherits the team from his father, just gets to say, well, <laughs> Rome wasn't <laughs> built in a day. We'll get this right. The ne- you know, I'm going to give this another, what, year? If that, and then I'm going to realize, well, that was bad. I'm going to go start all over again. I'm going to fire this guy, fire that guy, hire this guy, hire that guy. And that's why the Raiders have basically been awful for, at this point, decades. I'm old enough to remember when the Raiders were one of the great franchises in the sport under Al Davis. The 60s, the 70s, the 80s. The Raiders were awesome. They, they, not only were they good teams, but they stood for something. Their culture, you knew what you were getting. They perfectly embodied the pirate with the uh, eye patch and everything else. The Raiders actually meant something. But Rome wasn't built in a day. All right, uh, as we continue here, i got to give you my takes. we got to talk about coaching vacancies. We have a million things to get to. Stay by. I'm going to uh, go observe an algorithm for a moment and be back right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. So everything distracts me these days. So as we're getting set to come out of our break, and I have a ton of football lined up here for the remainder of the program, but I'm hearing a promo for KJM, the guys in the morning who come on before us. And Nuno, who is the person that they're talking about? So Alan Yates, who's one of the guys that works on the sh- on Alan show. Alan Yates. Yep. He's actually standing like on the side of me. So uh, he uh, he's never had soup. He has some weird eating habits and, and things of that nature. Things he he's does. never had soup. Never had get him soup. on the mic. What what does that mean? How can you have lived? Alan Yates is, is actually standing there. How old are you, Alan Yates? I uh, just turned 31 yesterday. You're 30. Well, first of all, happy birthday. Appreciate that. Second of all, how can you have lived 31 years and never eaten soup? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm a texture dude, Greeny. So, like, certain texture foods, I can't eat. I can't handle it. And, like, if I get sick, I'm going to just get ginger ale, saltines. I don't do the whole soup thing. It's not it's no, But not, you no, can not, eat soup. There are so many times and ways to eat soup that have nothing to do with being sick. Soup is not exclusively something to be had when you have a cold, like chicken soup, like my grandmother used to say. But there's a million... You've. I mean, how do you live 31 years and never eat soup once? Well, I, I, I never liked it. They actually forced us. So the promo that you heard came from our show, and we actually, they actually forced me on air to eat the soup. It wasn't bad. What it was kind of soup? pretty tasteful. But, uh, what, what kind of soup was it? It had carrots and potatoes and chicken in it. It was, it was all right. So it could be like chicken soup? Yeah, something like that. But I mean, I, Chicken I just, vegetable? Just not something I like. It's not something I go for. No, but see, but you can't say you don't like it right. if you've never had it. If you've never eaten soup, then you can't say I don't like soup. You know, this reminds me. Happy birthday, Alan Yates. It's ridiculous. I'm going to get that man. I'm, I'm going to get that man a prescription, not a prescription, a subscription, <laughs> a subscription, or a prescription to the Soup of the Day Club. All right, there's a million soups. Soup is actually, if you forced me to. And I, I never liked the question, what's your favorite food? Because I love food. I'm, I'm a foodie, although I hate that word. Um, I like a million different kinds of food. There's almost nothing I don't like. There are a, a very small handful of things I don't like. But if you forced me and said, what is your single favorite thing? I think it would be soup because that is such a big subset. Like the things that come under the umbrella of soup are so many and varied, and I love all of them. It doesn't make any sense to me that a person would have lived 31 years and never eaten soup. You'd rather spend the rest of your life eating soup before sandwich, like the whole sandwich genre? That's crazy. Yeah, I think I do prefer soup. Really? Yep. A, it is a more natural thing to eat with utensils. I love things that can be eaten with a spoon. The spoon is one of the truly underrated uh, things in life. Like, like I don't, I don't understand algorithms. I don't understand how someone thought of that. But I certainly understand how someone thought of the spoon. Like, you know what? I need some sort of device that helps me get food from one place to my mouth. And thank God they did. And I like the soup. I like being able to eat it or drink it depending on the circumstances. There's a lot of different kinds of soup. Most sandwiches come with condiments on them I don't particularly care for. Could do without the carbs anyway. I, I, am, I like soup. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, you need a, soup, uh, a, a spoon for the soup. You don't need anything for the sandwich. No, but I like in this it. Desert, I, in this desert island scenario, you have no way of getting the soup into your mouth except drinking no, it. No, no. I'm, I'm, I, I would like to have uh, – but, but you could drink it. 
You, the point is you could drink it. You cannot eat a sandwich. That's even grosser than using your hands. That, what, are you eating a sandwich like you're a dog and you're just going to get down on your hands and knees and you're just <laughs> going to chew it off the ground? I'm not eating it with my hands. I've told you that many times. Okay, I have to stop getting distracted. Let me get back to the stuff that we were talking about. But the problem is I don't remember what it was. Wow. You cannot have this happen to me, Bubba. You cannot be throwing in promos where adults are saying they've never eaten soup and expect me just to pretend I didn't hear it. Like, I can't, I I mean, can't it, be expected to live that it's way. It's pretty insane. I don't know what the wow. deal is. Stones are 3,000 years old. You know what it reminds me of? Tim Kirchin had never had a cup of coffee in his life, had never (laughs) tasted coffee. Bean, our stage manager today, you've never had coffee. You've never tasted coffee? It's ridiculous. What is the matter with people? Okay, and see, you've done it again. You, every time I I think I'm out, you drag me back in. I don't mind people saying they don't like things, but I, I cannot tolerate people saying, I've never tried this. Coffee is something everyone on the planet has had once, except you, you doofus. <laughs> Why in the world would you have not tried it once and said, oh, I like it, or I don't like it. I don't like the way it tastes. I don't like the way it smells. You don't know if you like it or not until you've tried it. The same with Alan Yates and his soup. It's insane. Weird. Anyway, so uh, I don't even Rome know. Rome wasn't built in a day. No, Rome was not built in a day. All right, let's move back to Greeny's Takes. Greeny's Takes. All right, so we're going to go through a bunch of football questions here. And uh, the way this works is that Hembo is a content producer on GitHub. And so his job is to ask these questions to all of our analysts. Today it was Marcus Spears and Mike Tannenbaum and Dominique Foxworth and Dan Graziano to a degree. You ask them their opinions on these questions. And then I ask them on the air because I know what they're going to say. That's the way TV works. The problem is, I never get to tell you what I think on that show, because they're always taking up all my time. So, here we come, and Hambo asks me the questions, and I give you the right answers. Go. Greeny, is Dak Prescott the problem in Dallas? Let me answer this as definitively as I can. Hell to the no. Absolutely not. Dak Prescott did not play a great game on Sunday. That is clear. And the two interceptions that he threw in the first half came at a time when they could have blown that game open. What was the reason that the Packers were able to still run the ball in the fourth quarter? Because they were still within striking distance. Two scores is striking distance. Three scores is abandon the plan. We have to go to emergency measures. And the Cowboys had chance after chance to break that game open. And the picks that he threw, now again, I will trust Orlovsky. Orlovsky and Greg Olson doing the game actually said it. The first one was on Dalton Schultz, the tight end. The pick in the end zone. The the, the, the tight end did something wrong. He flattened out his route or whatever it is. And, and that one wasn't on Dak. The second one is, one way or another, Dak did not play a great game. That's a game that they should have won. I think they will rue the day they lost that game because I think they could wind up missing out on the division by a game. And, and they will look back on this, a 14-point lead against a, essentially a bad team in Green Bay. As, as the game that's kind of screwed it up for them. That said, under no circumstances is Dak, big picture, the problem in Dallas. He is the solution. Dak is so much better than he is being given credit for being right now, in my opinion. And by the end of this season, he will prove it. Greeny on ESPN Radio, what's next? Is Josh Allen the problem in Buffalo? Okay, so that one's ludicrous. Josh Allen has a problem. Josh Allen is 26 years old, all right? Someone needs to show Josh Allen tape of Vinny Testaverde early in his career. Now, Vinny didn't run like Allen, but nobody runs like Allen. Like even Favre didn't. Like the, 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 the comparison people are going to make is to Favre. 
So Favre was, what do we want to say? Is he one of the 10 best quarterbacks of all time? If not, he's damn close. But he never lost the propensity to try and make the play he shouldn't. And do you know what that caused him to do? Lose a lot of games he shouldn't. He didn't do enough winning. He didn't win conference championship games, playoff games. I'm thinking of one against the Eagles. I'm thinking of another against New Orleans. And I'm sure there are others I'm forgetting where Favre throws the killer, crippling interception, makes the decision you cannot believe you just saw. And that's what separates Favre from Montana, Brady, even Rodgers. Rodgers is historically a greater quarterback than Brett Favre. None of them were more talented than Favre. But Favre never got that knocked out of his head. And someone needs to knock it out of Josh Allen's head. Because Josh Allen has to understand that if he does a little less, it will mean so much more. Part of being a great quarterback, as is the case with a lot of things in life, is understanding that sometimes you have to lose a battle to win a war. And he's not ready to do that. He's only 26 years old. We sometimes, I think, you know, we, we, we judge these guys as though they are a finished product. He should not be a finished product. He should be able to get this coached out of him. And if he does, if Josh Allen becomes just 25% more careful with the football, then I think he has a chance to be as good a quarterback as has ever lived. The skill set is unique. There's never been a guy who throws it the way he does, who runs the way he does. He's better than Cam Newton. He's better. Cam Newton never passed the ball as well as Josh Allen does now. And as big as Cam was, he wasn't as big as Josh Allen is. So there's never been a quarterback that, in my whole life, I've been watching football since the 70s, there's never been anybody quite like Josh Allen. He can use that to become an excellent player, which he already is. Or he can use it to become one of the best players of all time. And one of the ways you do that in in football when you're a quarterback is by winning championships. And he cannot be throwing those away. So... The answer to your question directly, is Josh Allen the problem? No, of course not. Josh Allen is the reason the Bills have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year and every year for the foreseeable future. But there is a problem, and I believe it is solvable. Greeny on ESPN Radio, what's next? Are you putting Tua in the MVP conversation? I think you have to. I, I don't know how you don't. Tua Tungavailoa, every single game that he has finished this season, the Dolphins have won. And every single game he has not, they've lost. Now I ask you, how much more valuable than that can you be? I understand right now Mahomes probably feels like the favorite, and if you made me vote right this minute, I'd probably vote for Mahomes. But if you're going to phrase the question, is Tua in the conversation? I, I, I think it's an obvious answer. Here's the question, can he win it? And here's what I will say. If the Dolphins win that division... I think Tua should be the MVP mm. because I don't think anyone saw that coming. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say Tyreek Hill went from Mahomes' team to Tua's team. And, Mah- and that is the argument for Mahomes. He lost maybe the most dynamic threat in the entire sport, and Tua gained him. I agree. That is, if you're sort of picking a line of delineation or a place to split the hairs, I would do it. But what I would say is if Miami beats out Buffalo... And that AFC West has turned out to be way overrated. Has anything ever been more... You know what? In fact, stop the music for a second. I hadn't even thought of this. 
has what is the last time anything in sports was more overrated than we overrated the AFC West this year? The Raiders are two and seven. Two and seven. The Chargers are extremely average. They are ridiculously average. And the Broncos stink on ice. Their offense is horrific. Andrew Kansas City is going to win the division easily. But I'm old enough to remember when we were talking about, is this going to be the greatest division ever? Turns out it's another division in the same conference that might send four teams to the playoffs this year. And the AFC West is definitively going to send one. Do you agree? I agree. How about the, how about the Brooklyn Nets? The KD, Kyrie, James Harden, Brooklyn Nets that combined to win one playoff series. We thought they were going to be a dynasty. Yeah, but the difference is the Nets imploded around themselves. It wasn't that they just turned out not to be that good. This would be like if KD, Kyrie, and Harden all played together and went 31 and 51, (laughs) right? Like the Raiders aren't awful because they've been injured. The Broncos aren't awful because they've been injured. The Chargers maybe have, you could, if you want to make the excuse of injury, you could give it to the Chargers. But the Raiders have just stunk. And the Broncos have been, the, the Broncos, nothing has been more disappointing than Russell Wilson in Denver. So if, if, if KD, Kyrie, and Harden had all been healthy and together and they had hovered around 500, that would be like this. So KD, Kyrie, and, and Harden imploded from within. Yeah. That's not what's happened here. Hmm. So I, I, don't, I can't remember the last thing we overrated. So, so the, the, the Nets are a huge disappointment. Right. They, they were the biggest disappointment. We didn't overrate them. We just we hoped that what has happened didn't happen yeah. because of an abject lack of professionalism and a lot of other things that have happened there. Whereas in the AFC West, these teams just aren't any good. Like Russell Wilson maybe isn't that good anymore. Their coach doesn't seem to have any idea what he's doing. Um, and the Chargers are only okay. They've had injuries, but they've got another coach, I question. And the Raiders are terrible. Terrible. Which of those things most surprise you, though? You put up a, of which things? Of all those teams? Oh, being Russell. With- Russell Wilson really? surprises me more than anything. More than, more than Vegas? Yeah. The, the idea that Russell Wilson wouldn't be brilliant doesn't surprise me. The fact that Russell Wilson has been awful shocks me. I'm shocked. By the way, the thing you tweeted about the Raiders is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, can I just read this? I have a moment left here. Nuno, did you see this tweet from the always cocky Hembo? Mm. So Patrick Mahomes has the highest passer rating in any season of all time, right? That's, the, that's a career record. Oh, career. The highest career passer rating of all time is Patrick Mahomes, who has a passer rating of 105.8. This year, every quarterback playing against the Raiders – has a passer rating of 107. <laughs> what that means is that this year, if you are playing against the Raiders, you are the greatest quarterback of all time. The average performance of a quarterback against the Las Vegas Raiders this year has been greater than the greatest quarterback of all time. That is a mind-boggling stat. When in Rome. When in Rome, it wasn't built in a day. So what that tells you is if you're playing daily fantasy or whatever it is, pick the guy who's starting against Vegas. That is about as sure a bet as you could have. All right, this was a fun day. I'm going to go watch some reels, hang out, have some soup, and see you back in better than ever tomorrow. Same time, same place. ESPN Radio. Where are you? 
for listening to Greenie the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greenie on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts. 